What's up everybody and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to B2B Made Simple. My special guest today is Steve Watt, the marketing director at Seismic. And for those of you who have been listening to the show very long, you know that uh, today's topic, which is LinkedIn, is something very near and dear to my heart, as it should be for marketers. So, Steve, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Sam. I uh, share your passion for all things LinkedIn and all things B2B. So I'm very much looking forward to our chat today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so for those who, who follow Steve, it's probably not hard to see that um, you, you've generated some traction with your engagement on your posts. Um, and you're really starting to stand out uh, almost with a personal brand um, that you've built on LinkedIn. And um, why don't you talk to us? What kind of inspired that? Why did you want to start doing that for yourself? You know, it's funny. I've been on LinkedIn for about 15 years now. Um, back starting in the days when it was absolutely a job board. And um, like everyone else, I kind of parked my resume there and hoped that good things would happen. And then, uh, you know, as time went on, a few years later, I ended up working for LinkedIn and that was pretty cool. So I spent three years working for LinkedIn in the rather early days of the evolution of the platform. And, and that gave me a real inside view of what the best companies and the best individuals were doing to go way beyond the basics. And that really sparked a lot of passion in me. So ever since I have just continued to try to always elevate my game and uh, do more for myself, do more for my employer. Um, for, for a number of years, I was a self-employed consultant and LinkedIn was a hundred percent of my of my business girl. I never made a, I never made a sales call. I never sent a sales email. I made myself a magnet in my field on LinkedIn and I took the inbound and was very successful doing it. So I've used LinkedIn in a lot of ways and still I keep, keep learning and keep getting better all the time. Yeah. Um, I can attest to that as well. That's one of our, I would say probably our main focus is LinkedIn for marketing and Honestly, once you get the ball rolling uh, and you're talking to the right people and providing value to the right people, um, the inbound really does take off. And you're proof of that. It's it's definitely worked for us. So it's it's rewarding um, it, for B2B companies, even like you said, solo solopreneurs and things like that. Um, so today we're going to talk about it, mostly the B2B space. Um, and one thing that you brought up to me, and I, I really do agree with this, is most B2B firms... Um, are understanding and approaching LinkedIn entirely wrong. Um, can you explain why? Yeah, I think there's three things here and it all starts with mindsets, right? Never ever start a conversation about LinkedIn with tactics and hacks and the algorithm and all the kind of places people want to go. You got to start with the mindset. Like what is LinkedIn 
you know, why are you here? But also why are other people here? Why are the executives and business owners and whoever it is that you want to engage in and influence, why are they here? I think a lot of people don't start there. So here's what most people and most companies do. Um, they treat LinkedIn as one of three things or some combination of them. They, they treat it as a broadcast advertising channel, right? I'm going to use my company page and I'm going to talk about myself. And I'm going to blast stuff out and then I'm going to wonder why no one engages. Um, number two is they treat it as a lead gen channel. So now I'm going to do sponsored, upgate, sponsored updates that are going to lead to a gated ebook or whatever it is. And then I'm going to cadence the hell out of everybody who gives me an email. And I'm going to wonder why that's not very successful. And then I'm going to bemoan how expensive those clicks are when they're not really converting. And the third thing is they use it as a sales hunting ground. And they like to, you know, they see it like a watering hole and they think they're the lion and they're coming to feast. But you know what? Nobody wants to be your next meal and nobody wants to be hunted. Nobody is on LinkedIn to be hunted. So when you're doing these three things, you're hollering at the world as an advertising channel, you're running paid gated lead gen and you're hunting. You really think you're doing LinkedIn but usually you're not very successful and you're also not making your, your prospective clients very happy because they're not really enjoying any of those motions. And then, so what happens is then it kind of fizzles out and you kind of say LinkedIn doesn't work or LinkedIn's dying or LinkedIn's too expensive or whatever it is. And then you move on and you chase the next shiny object, mm -hmm. massive missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, obviously you building your personal brand because you post a lot to your personal page, um, is probably generating some, uh, exposure for seismic. Um, I didn't get a chance to check out your company page. So how do you guys, uh, approach, uh, LinkedIn as a company, not necessarily you per se, but as seismic. Right. So first full disclaimer, um, Seismic acquired Grapevine 6, where I was the marketing leader just a few months ago. So I'm a new kid at Seismic. I'm still finding my way around. I cannot speak with authority as to how Seismic, the broader right. entity, does it. I can tell you how I approach it yeah. and how I'm trying to influence things. Um, and that is that your company page is like, it's the record of, it's like, it's, it's, the permanent record, I guess, right? Of here's here's the major milestones in our company. Here's what we're doing. Here, you know, when when a prospective employer, or rather, an expect a prospective employee or somebody else, a prospective client, who the heck is this? Well, they're going to go to your company page, and you want them to find what you want them to find. Great, it has a purpose. Seldom does it really generate engagement though. Uh, I mean, you even look at huge companies that have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of, uh, of employer or rather followers, hundreds of thousands of employer of, <laughs> sorry, I'm having a hard time speaking today. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of followers. And then they get like 10 likes and mm -hmm. no comments on their posts. And then you look and it's just employees, right? Mm -hmm. Like, people don't generally engage with brands. So run your company page by all means, make it the record of, of all that important stuff that it's there if someone wants to go find it. But if you actually wanna spark engagement and build relationships and spark business building conversations, you better empower your people because mm -hmm. people wanna to talk to other people. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I was curious to know how you guys did that. So the company page is almost like a deep down in the website if people really want to dig sort of thing. So it's there. Um, definitely update it, but don't expect exposure from it. But you're saying enable uh, really people in the company to be your ambassadors. And I've seen some companies do a great job at this. Gong uh, is a good one. Drift, you and I both know Sweetfish yeah. Media. They do Gravy. a really good job. Uh, yeah, Gravy as well. Um, they're really killing it. They have, a, they have people on their team um, posting. So I know that you're pretty new with Seismic because you guys got acquired. Um, what was your process for this when it was, it was Grapevine? What was the previous company? Uh, Grapevine 6. Um, Grapevine so 6. Grapevine 6, we, we actually um, created and sell a, a software product that helps uh, employees and, and people to do this. Uh, we were acquired by Seismic and it's now Seismic Live Social. But you know, I'm not here to pitch product. I'm here to preach mission. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's been wonderful seeing the seismic team embrace this thinking. Um, and not just because it's part of what we sell, but but because it's how we really move ahead as an organization by standing head and shoulders above our competitors, by having hundreds of our people really show up and speak up and demonstrate that real credible subject matter expertise and real passion for the industries we serve and the professions we serve and, and nurture those relationships. I mean, Every one of us has the opportunity to become a magnet for inbound opportunities for our organization. And we're, we're just, you know, relatively early days on that journey, but it's, it's been a, a wonderful experience so far. Yeah. Have you, have you been pretty much overseeing that or was that something that you pitched uh, to Seismic once you were acquired and said, you know, maybe to senior management, this is what we're doing. Um, would you guys like to hop on board with us? It's been a whole lot of us. I am very much an active participant in that, but far from the only participant in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the entire Grapevine 6 team coming over, but also a whole lot of really smart people who are already at Seismic. I mean, the reason why they acquired us is they saw the opportunity. So yeah, um, yeah I mean, we are all rowing in the same direction. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, I'm the primary cheerleader of that, but far from the only one uh, rowing that boat. Mm -hmm. um, I think a question that comes up a lot is what should we be posting on LinkedIn? So we already figured out we don't necessarily need to focus as much on the company page. We need to have these ambassadors going out and doing this. Um, is this content that they create on their on their own or is this stuff that you guys provide to them? They post it um, like that ambassador. Right. I, I think there's there's three categories. There's there's like for sure you need two and, and ideally three to really be successful. So one category is your brand content. Like every company creates content and and you ought to share that. But if that's the only thing you do, you're not very interesting. You're kind of like a, you know, imagine a friend or a neighbor who only talks about themselves. You're, you're going to stop inviting them over right? So your brand content is one component of it, but you need to supplement that with a really nice mixture of third-party content, like a purposeful variety is how I like to think about it. So, you know, I'm in sales and marketing. My audience that I seek to build my reputation and my firm's reputation and, and build the engagement and the conversations and everything 
are sales and marketing leaders. Mm -hmm. So I share third-party content from you know, news magazines and, and uh, academic institutions and all kinds of different things that um, are that are relevant and interesting and credible for that audience. And sometimes it's it's serious stuff for sales and marketing. Sometimes it's just fun and funny stuff like it's, you know, self-deprecating humor, or poking, you know, a joke about marketers, a joke about yeah. salespeople, you know, um, but it's not random acts of content, right? It's not just like random stuff. It's stuff that's relevant to my audience and relevant to me so if my first my first piece is is or the first food group here is corporate content my second um food group is relevant third-party content um you know you can stop there and you're doing a really good job like mm -hmm. if you do that you're already doing way more than most people do on linkedin um but the the third part that really can bring the magic is when you bring your own voice with with your own authored posts. And again, some of my authored posts are quite serious, uh, you know, statements about where I see the future of sales and marketing and what I believe is being done wrong and done well and how we can all learn. And sometimes it's just fun and funny. Um, yeah. So again, but, but it's not, it's, it's never humor just for the sake of humor. It's never hot takes on things that have nothing to do with anything. Um, it's, it's, it's purposeful variety. So I think if you, if you enable and empower a maximum number of people in your firm to do all of that, or even some portion of that, you're leaps and bounds ahead of your competitors. Mm -hmm. um, take us back to when you first realized this and started building up uh, your personal page. How long ago was that? Um, well, I was looking back. So, you know, you know, the long form LinkedIn articles that like, yeah, yeah. don't get any engaged. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, you wonder why you write them, but you know, they're, they're part of your permanent record. So I was looking back. So my first long form article was in 2015. Um, and so surely I was probably making some short posts a little before that. So let's say it's been a five or a six year journey. Um, but I've, I got, I got more serious in stages. I got more serious about three, three and a half years ago when I went out on my own as a, uh, as like a fractional marketing leader and an account-based marketing consultant. Mm -hmm. And I started posting a lot about ABM and marketing leadership and brand building and stuff like that. And as I said, at the outset, that became my entire source of that plus referrals was yeah. my entire pipeline. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I really saw the power then. I mean, I could, I could, you know, spend an hour or two and write, write something that was really meaty and I can mm -hmm. see real benefit from that. Um, so I, I, I really upped my game there. And then of course, when I joined Grapevine six about a year ago, um, then I started broadening beyond ABM and really um, getting into this evangelizing the opportunity on social because it's, it, I, I've, I'm very fortunate to have that mixture of where, you know, what I believe and what I do and what I sell all aligns. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's a perfect storm, right? Um, I, I talk a lot about the opportunity of LinkedIn um, because I believe it, because I live it. Um, and it also helps my organization. So, mm -hmm. you know, triple win.
Yeah. Um, so let's, let's go back to the organization. Let's say you guys decide, uh, or, or a company, they decide that they want to do the ambassador idea. So they're going to empower, um, some people to start posting on LinkedIn. Would you recommend they start with a few or just give full reign to everyone and sit everybody down and say, Hey, look, we'd love for you to start doing this. That's a great question. Um, I have been in a number of companies that where I have attempted to kind of get a broad swath of people involved and done the lunch and learns and done the training sessions and stuff like that. And inevitably some people lean into it and some people don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. Right. I mean, I, I would never like, it's gotta be carrot, not stick. Right. Yeah. Like you, you cannot say you have to do this. Uh, I mean, that, that is disrespectful to your people mm-hmm. and it's going to be ineffective because they're either going to not do it uh, or they're going to do it and hate you or they're going to do it badly. And, you know, so it has to be carrot. Um, so I think there's value in both. I think to broadly educate people about why um, and broadly empower people. Cause a lot of people are held back because they're afraid. I don't know what to say. They don't know what to share. So, you know, you need to uh, evangelize the why you need to empower people to act. You need to lead from the top. It can be very hard activating a whole lot of people if the executives aren't active. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then you need to really kind of see who's leaning in and then really work to coach them and, and empower them even further, uh, recognizing that it won't be everybody but that's okay. And then as more and more people step up and, and, and see the, the impact of it, more people ought to join them. Yeah. Um, one last question for you before we go. Uh, obviously we have marketers listening to this uh, more, more so than anybody else. If they're trying to build a personal brand, whether they were asked by the, the oversights in their company to be a brand ambassador, or they just simply want to start and get the ball rolling now, um, what would be your number one piece of advice to them? You know, I, I think is to go back to what I said at the beginning about mindsets. I think if you start with the mindset that LinkedIn is a conversation and, and I like to say that it's the greatest ongoing business conversation the world has ever <laughs> seen. And, you know, we're blessed to live in a time when we can actually partake in that conversation yeah. yet. Most of us don't. Um, so I think that it's it's pretty transformational when you see it as a conversation um, because conversations aren't transactional, right? Like I don't have a conversation with you trying to drive a metric or try to make something happen immediately or try to, you know, win a business deal with you immediately. I mean, that's not the way conversations work. It's not the way relationships work. So if you, if you think of it as a conversation and you enter it that way, that makes you... Uh, much more likely to think long-term rather than short, to give rather than take, um, to converse broadly rather than just talk about yourself. And, and, you know, it also holds you back from like pitch slapping people and trying to just be like all business all the time. You know, yeah. that's not, that's not the way human beings operate in the offline world. So, mm-hmm why do we go into like business bot mode when we're on LinkedIn? Like be real, be human, like actually care about other people and care about things beyond your own immediate sales and marketing. Um, And over time, 
lo and behold, you will drive your sales and marketing really effectively. Yeah. So yeah. I think my my advice is is think think conversation, think long term, try to break out of the need for a transactional, easily measurable win. Um, invest. You know, I often say to people like, you know, we all try to eat well and we all try to exercise at least some of the time because we know that over time it pays off. And we don't try to say, well, transactionally, well, I, I, you know, I did a spin class today, so I'm measurably healthier. No, I'm not. But if if I do it a few times a week, I'm certainly going to be measurably healthier over time. Right. Mm -hmm. We know that in other aspects of our lives. Why don't we know that when it comes to LinkedIn? Like, why do we have to see immediate wins? Why do we have to measure everything? Why don't we trust the process and invest over time? You know, because when we do, it, it, it tends to be really powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, appreciate you joining me today on B2B Made Simple. Uh, why don't you close us out? We want to know what Seismic does. Uh, spend a, a minute or two and tell us what you guys have going on. Sure. So Seismic is is the world's leading sales enablement platform. So uh, for a company based in San Francisco, or rather San Diego, uh, has grown up over the past decade to now have offices around the world, more than a thousand employees and uh, absolute who's who of clients in some of the largest financial services firms, uh, B2B technology firms, uh, professional services firms, CPG manufacturing. I mean, really an impressive array of large clients. And, and really what Seismic does is help their salespeople to tell the best stories and help their salespeople to bring the right content into the right conversations at the right times in the right way. And it's, it's absolutely transformational to what it can enable a sales team to do to ultimately deliver a better buying experience and to drive the results of the firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like you guys are absolutely killing it. You're part of that team working hard at it. Uh, one more thing before we go, where can we find you just search you on LinkedIn? Exactly. No surprises there. Who <laughs> would have known, right? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't, spend too much time on other platforms. Uh, LinkedIn you, is man. where to find me. Don't, don't come, don't find me to try to pitch me something. Um, find me to, uh, to connect and engage and hopefully you'll enjoy the content that I share and hopefully I'll enjoy the content that you share. And if one day it leads to a business relationship, great. Um, but uh, yeah, don't come at me to sell me, come at me to engage. Yeah, I'm 100% with you there. So Steve, thank you for joining me. This was really good. Um, I know people are going to learn a lot from this because a lot of, like you said, a lot of B2B companies are really sleeping on it and approaching this in totally the wrong way. And you set them straight. So thanks again, man. Thank you, Sam.